Well, isn't God good? Hallelujah. Well, this is the day the Lord hath made. Let us be gloomy and sad. Isn't that what the Bible says? No, let us be glad. Amen. We can choose to be whatever we want to be in whatever situation we find ourselves in. We can even allow, either allow it to control us or we can control what's around us. Amen. God bless you. Uh, I know you're standing and I'm going to get right into the word of God tonight. I want to say this. We've heard some tremendous teaching so far. <laughs> Notice I said so far on the subject of prayer. Brother Bushnell uh, Pastor Bushnell first, and and uh, I think you was second, wasn't you? Yeah, Brother Carol preached a good one, and Brother Joe, and uh, now it's my turn. A lot of different places I wanted to go with this tonight, but you know, uh, I feel like I'm teaching to the choir tonight. I think everyone here really understands about prayer and how to pray, but you'd be surprised some things that we, we don't know some things that we take for granted. And uh, I'm going to choose my subject from Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses 9 through 13. The title of this reading in the Bible is concerning and talking about the Lord's Prayer. And uh, I'm going to try to share some things with you about the Lord's Prayer tonight that you may have understood or may you Maybe you didn't understand, but my, my intentions tonight is to challenge your thoughts and your thinking tonight and maybe get you to realize that God has a purpose in everything that he does. The Bible says in Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and everyone say amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. And uh, I want us to consider tonight the subject that I read to you and everyone knows and calls it the Lord's Prayer. And my title tonight, I would give to it, is Does the Lord's Prayer have any meaning to us today? Does it really mean anything? Or is it just something that we quote, that we've learned, some people can say it while thinking of other things and really not even realizing what they're praying or why they're even praying it? My question tonight is simply this. I wonder if our Lord's objective here was for us to just be able to recite this prayer when we pray. 
Now, if you will notice in reading this that he did not say, now I want you to repeat these words that I have here given to you. But he did say, after this manner, therefore pray ye. I believe the Lord was giving us a model of how to pray. Amen. Now, and it does matter how and what we pray. It matters how we pray and it matters what we are praying for. The Bible says and uh, that you sometimes can ask amiss. It's a possibility, not only a possibility, but a reality that you can pray wrong. You could be absolutely right in what you're doing, but absolutely wrong because it's not God's timing. And you may be praying, and I have a whole nother study that I give on if by, about praying right and praying wrong. You don't play basketball with a football. You ever try to play volleyball, maybe with a football? It's pretty difficult, wouldn't it? And you can imagine basketball. There are rules, there are formulas in the Bible that God, and when you study it out, you will see that God has left us in ways and things and how we can pray right or we can pray wrong. Amen. Now, so it does matter how we pray. And that's a whole other subject. I don't believe the Lord just gave us 66 words to be memorized. I believe there's more to it than that. And that's what I want us to look at tonight. Now, I may get up on, and I'm going to say our comfort zone because I'm not immune to some of the things I'm going to even talk about tonight. In fact, most of the times if I point a finger there, there's, you know, three of them here and a thumb hitting back this way too. So I'm going to say I may get on our comfort zone. I believe everything that was in or is in God's word has a purpose and a plan behind it. It's not just there to be there. Things don't just or things are not just in the Bible just for us to read or to sound pretty or to be able to quote certain things, but there is a purpose in everything that God has in his word. Amen. Now, the Lord's Prayer contains six traditions. The first three have to do with God and his glory. Amen. And the last three relate to man and his need. Now, watch me, church. God's divine order for prayer and proper praying is God is always first. Not only in prayer, but in everything that we do, God must be first. Say it with me. God must be 
first. That's why his word says in Revelation, he is the beginning and he is the ending. He's the start, he's the stop. Anywhere away from that, you're just running, uh, you know, the wrong kind of way. The divine order cannot be reversed. God must be first. Now, hear this saying. If he is not God of all, then he is not God at all. If he is not God of all in your life, then he is not God at all in your life. Oh, let me move on. Our selfishness and self-centeredness must be out of the question. And there's too much of that in a lot of the prayers that you hear nowadays. And uh, I, I get, pardon me for saying it this way, and I, you can judge me if you want to, but I get so tired sometimes going to some places and hear some of these people, these guys praying, you know, from maybe different churches and stuff. And, man, they can pray for an hour almost, and it's all, you know, I say, my Lord. I think they practice how to pray. I sure don't pray that way. I just talk to God. I mean, we just have a conversation. I just talk to him. And, 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 and I don't really care what anybody thinks about whether it sounds good or not. I just know that I'm going to communicate with him. And I really like it when he talks back. What about you? Everything we do should be done for God's glory. When, and, and please don't get me wrong in this, but kind of show you something, and I don't want you to pin flowers on me, but when I was pastoring in Winfield, we built a, a million-dollar church, big fan-shaped auditorium, beautiful place, and God blessed us and but while we were building that, I pastored and I was the builder for that church. Long hours, long, long hours, hard hours, a lot of sweat, a lot of sleepless nights working and pastoring and, and, uh, and uh, trying to take care of everything. And then now... You know, when I was there and after we got the church built, I, I was running up to about close to 150, and, uh, which was doing good when we started with about 30-something people and uh, didn't have nothing there but just a little spot. And God blessed us, and we kept buying land and paying bills off and playing churches off and so forth and so on and, and on and on. But someone, a preacher asked me one time, said, don't you feel bad because now they're running a little over 300 and... Everything's paid for, and you're not there. I said, "Oh no, you don't. You get it wrong. I didn't build that for my kingdom. It was for God. Everything we do is for God's glory. I feel good because it's prospering. I feel good because they're they're baptized over a hundred people almost every year. Amen." That's what it's all about. We all play our part. But it's not for my vain glory. It's not for my selfishness. Not for my self-centeredness. But it's to God be the glory. Can I get an amen in the house?
Now, all of our work has got to be for his glory. Now let's take a look at the real meaning of the Lord's Prayer. Perdition number one, it says, Our Father which art in heaven. I ask you a question. Is God your Father? Of course, we all say, yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah, you know. Some may say, yes, because God is the Father of all mankind. Well, that's a partial truth. But the Lord is really trying to get us to keep, make it a little more personal. Our Father covers everybody. But we just say, my Father. My Father. I want to make it personal. He's my Father. Amen. It must be more personal than just uh, our Father, which art in heaven. For now for the, you know, as Paul Harvey would say for the rest of the story, the real meaning of the word father is caught in our Lord's prayer at Gethsemane when he prayed Abba Father in Mark 14 and 36. He said, and he, and he said, Abba Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thy will. Just as Jesus' flesh submitted to the Spirit, so, much, so must our spirit, our fleshly spirit, submit to his Spirit. Amen. If we would be honest, there are times that we get upset if something doesn't go our way. Say amen or oh me, just say, you know, just nod or give me a good Baptist nod. Because it's true. I've been there, done that. And, uh, but it's not always going to be our way. It may be for the benefit and the will of God. Give an example. I'll use myself for an example. Again, while in Winfield, we were going to purchase. I lived on a corner right across the road. Property came up. And uh, we had bought all the way around us. And, and so I knew the church really couldn't afford to buy that property at that time, so, but there was a part of that property that needed to be for the church, so I, I said that I would buy that property and give it, the other part, just give it to the church. But one saint stood up and said, well, you know what, we need to buy that for the church because they may put a road through here. And so, Make a long story short, I didn't like it. So the church voted to buy the property. Now, I want to show you something. I didn't like it. I thought I had it all figured out. But God had something else figured out. Amen. Now, the way God works things, now... From that property all the way to the other major highway, God has made it possible just at the beginning of this year that the church was able to buy the property tied to that property all the way that way. See, God knows so much more than we know. So, so many times when it doesn't go our way, we need to stop and say, well, maybe God's got a different plan. Oh, yeah. Amen. So sometimes we've got to just say, not mine, but your will be done. And we must come to God with a simple trust and confidence 
with which a child comes to a father that he knows loves and trusts that father. Let me say again, you will never submit to God until you trust him. The strongest definition of faith is trust. Amen. And God, it all deals with relationship. And God wants a daddy relation, an Abba, a daddy relationship with his people. Amen. Not just an acquaintance, but my father. Let me move on. I'll get tied up here. I'll start chasing rabbits and we'll be hunting all night. Prediction number two, hallowed be thy name. The word hallowed simply means reverence or to be or to sanctify. Nowadays, God's name is not treated as holy or held in reverence. Not only his name, but even the house of God. Some even use his name in their foul language. And we as Pentecostals are just as guilty, and me included, because there are times we get in the habit of using God's name as a byword. My God, why did we do that? <laughs> oh, God. I told you I'm going to get on our comfort zone. Oh, dear Jesus, here we go again. What happens to us is it becomes a common household word. When we speak that word, Jesus, we need to expect something to move. When you say in Jesus' name, it's with power and authority that it will go forth. But if it becomes a household name, it will not be that forceful to us. So, amen. Hallowed be thy name. Petition number three. I'm trying to move. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. There are two kingdoms, we all know that in the world, the devil's kingdom and God's kingdom. And whether you like it or not, we are going to be a part of one of those kingdoms by whatever we choose to be. Even though the devil comes to bring, life, bring death and destruction, our Lord comes to bring life and that abundantly and everlasting. And so it's whatever kingdom you choose to live to where you're going to live eternity. Amen. We will belong to one of them. When a child of God comes to the Lord, then everything changes in their lifestyle. The Bible says they become new. That's why the Bible says that you are born again. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Old things you don't do anymore. You have a brand new life. Amen. Paul said in Galatians 1, verse 13 through 14, Who hath... Delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Hallelujah. The Bible says we were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Thank God that I've been set free by the blood of the Lamb. 
Anybody happy about that tonight? Hear me, church. The day is fastly approaching, and I don't have time to go into a lot of this, but there are things that are taking place. Our heavenly Father is on his way for his kingdom to be set up. There are things that are taking place. You have heard it all your life, but you are seeing things so fastly taking place now that you never thought would be possible. There are things happening in countries right now, things being set in in place for the coming of the Lord. I tell you what, I don't know about you, it's not a time to get shook up, but a time to look up for our redemption is drawing nigh and the kingdom of heaven is being set up. Hallelujah. This is what it's all about, church. Mm. Hallelujah. It's time for us to get ready for his coming. Prediction number four, give us this day our daily bread. Too many people nowadays, when they pray, have a bad case of gimme's. Gimme. <laughs> gimme's, I call it. They're infected with gimme's. Now, stop and think with me. I, I'm not trying to be ugly, but stop and think with me, because I have to do it a lot of times to myself, that every time I pray, what am I praying? Lord, do this. Lord, do that. Gimme's. It's always what we want. Hello? Too many think praying is heaven's toll-free 800 number to heaven. Someone said to some, prayer is nothing more than putting all of our bags in one big asket. Brother Carol Bush has got the right way to pray. Start with worship. If you'll notice, the Lord's Prayer started with worship and ended with worship. Amen. We must not get caught up in this name it, claim it praying. You know, you hear a lot of that on on TV and radios. And I tell you what, if you send me that $25 offer and I'm going to send you a prayer cloth from from, from the Holy Land or praying all from the Holy Land. If you'll just send me that money, you know, and your prayers are going to be answered and God's going to bring you prosperity and all that kind of thing. Come on. <laughs> what happened to them? They're not getting the money. <laughs> How much of our praying is only when we have a need? Be like the old black guy on the tin roof. He was praying. He started sliding. started hollering out, God, help me. And the nail caught him. He said, it's all right, nail. God, the nail's got me. We only need God when we need him. But what about sometimes just having a conversation with him? God, I'm just here to worship you. I'm just here to tell you that I love you. I'm just here to tell you the best thing ever happened in my life. I want to give you the thanks and the glory instead of God, I need this. God, I want you to do that. God, do that. God, do that. God, do this. You'd be surprised if you'll worship him how much he'll give you things. And I know the Bible says you have not because you ask not. There's some things we have to ask for. I'm not trying to get around that. But I'm trying to say there are times that we should start by giving him praise. Give us this day. Why pray to God for food when the freezer is full? 
and a supermarket just down the road. Have you ever thought what would happen? What, what would you do if all of a sudden, and it could happen overnight. Brother Mike, you, you, you can relate to this more than anybody. If all trucking stopped, how long do you think the supermarkets would stay full of food? You see, it's, it's, you know, if we saw some hard times, we'd be more, say, thank you, Lord, for giving us this day. So whether you have little or much, the Lord's Prayer is designed to teach us that God is our source of supply. If God gave us all of the necessities of our entire lifetime and one Lord's gift, you know what would happen? He might not hear from us again. Because we wouldn't need him. So sometimes we go through some things because God said, I want to hear from you. I want to I talk to you. I want to I I love you. I want to I hear from you. Petition number five. And forgive us. It's a big one, folks. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Oh, Lordy. That's a bad one. <laughs> I don't know why he had to put that in there. We must remember, folks, that we are not, we are indebted to God and God is not indebted to us. But the debt here that this this prayer is talking about is not monetary debt, but debts of moral and spiritual nature. Our sins need forgiving. Forgiveness from God. But our sins are not automatically forgiven. We must repent of those. Notice the prayer said, forgive us as we forgive. We have no right to expect God to forgive us of our sins if we are unwilling to forgive those who have wronged. Us. Anybody ever been wronged? I have. Did I have to pray through over it? Oh, yes. Does the devil bring it up every now and then? Oh, yes. Amen. But you see, when we forgive, there's something happens. Mark 11, 25, 26 says, And when you stand praying, forgive if you have all against any that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, ooh, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. It's not my words, but the book's word. We will not be forgiven if we can't forgive. That's a tough one, folks. I can feel your little wheels are turning, but I'm telling you, that's what the Word says. Too many people are trying to live for God with unforgiveness in their heart. Remember, forgiveness sets you free. It sets you free. Perdition number six, lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Whenever the word trust, whenever the word tempt, is used, it reflects to temptation 
originating with the devil. Notice where it comes from, from the devil. God will never deliberately do anything to draw a child of his into sin. Notice James 1.13 where it says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Notice it said, but deliver us from evil. This is a prayer for protection. It is acknowledging dependency upon God. Are you glad that our Father, our Heavenly Father, is our deliverer? I heard a story the other day. Wade, you can relate to this. Pilot was flying his airplane. He called a tower. He said, tower, this is Pilot, you know, whatever, however y'all say that. I'm 600 miles from the airstrip. No, I'm 300 miles from the airstrip. I'm 600 uh, 600 feet in the air and I don't have no more gas and I'm descending fast. What do I do? Tower to Pollock. Repeat after me. Our Heavenly Father, which art in heaven. <laughs> it's a protection. <laughs> you better call on somebody real quick. <laughs> Amen. It's a prayer of protection. He is able to deliver us both here and now and finally when he takes us to heaven. Why don't we give him a little thanks for that right now? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, I'm, I'm closing. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Notice that Jesus' prayer opens and closes with praise. Prayer must be done in faith. And praise is one of the best expressions of faith that I know of. Now watch this. When I ask God... And then praise God, I'm believing God. Perdition says please, praise says thank you. Perdition says please, and praise says thank you. When you ask God for something, thank him for it. Well, I didn't get it. Thank him for it. Amen. That's just like a lot of times, if you quit praying the problem and start praying the answer, you'd be surprised how answers would come. You say the prayer, you trust God, you believe God, so begin to praise him. And God will take care of some things. Billy Sunday, many years ago, said, we need to jerk some of the groans out of our prayers and shove in a few hallelujahs. <laughs> Amen. So remember, the Lord's Prayer opens and closes with praise. Here's a saying that I want to, you to remember and leave with you. Just go put it on the board. Much prayer, much power. 
Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. No prayer, no power. You see it? Amen. It's amazing what one word, just one little word can change the whole outlook on something. I pray now that I've said something that kind of maybe appetite, uh, whet your appetite to say that, you know, maybe set it a little bit deeper in some things. God's got a lot of nuggets in his word, and there's just something about maybe the Lord's Prayer will have a little different meaning to you in the future when you pray it. Instead of just quoting it, you realize it will cover every part of your life. It covers every part of your walk. God didn't just give you those words to repeat. They were there for a purpose. After this manner, pray ye. Each part means something. Dig into it. I couldn't take time tonight to go into ever a little further in it. I just try to give you the highlights of it. And you can study it and go into it. It's a beautiful study about the Lord's Prayer, and it will do something in your life. Amen? God bless you. Let's stand. I mean, glad to know the Lord's on your side. Praise God. Well, let's pray and we'll be dismissed. God, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for the goodness that you've shown toward us all. Thank you, Lord, for being Lord. Thank you for being my Father, Lord. Bless your people now, Lord. Go with them. Keep them. Keep them safe till this weekend, Lord, and every weekend afterwards. In Jesus' name, we ask it all. And everybody say amen. God bless you.